0: This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering, we're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting, we're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering, we're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting, we're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.
1: Hey you guys, what's up? I'm Sabrina Canoon, and welcome back to the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about art, life, and just trying to make it in this world as a high school, college student, young adult, whatever you classify yourself as, because life is hard no matter what age you are and to be honest, it just it just keeps getting harder and we all need a little help. So... Without further ado, grab your coffee, your tea, whatever you want to eat, and let's just jump right into this. Okay. Hey guys, happy Sunday, or I guess by me it's Sunday evening, by you it also may be Sunday evening or even Monday morning, so at whatever point you are listening to this, thank you for taking a little bit of time to spend your day with me, and yeah. I'm back, I really did mean to get this out early in the morning, I meant to record last night but I forgot that it was a, uh, a friend's birthday and I would not have time to record on Saturday night so I still wanted to get something out for y'all today so I'm recording on Sunday evening because I've procrastinated the whole day and you know the feeling when you're just so burnt out that you don't want to do anything anymore because that's how I've been feeling. All freaking weekend I've mentioned you guys a thousand times already I am a senior at Arizona State University I'm double majoring in journalism and English and I'm minoring in film so naturally my schedule is already very busy but on top of that I carry a reporting position and an internship with a nonprofit so I essentially have zero time for myself And it sure didn't help that on Friday evening, the one day I have off of class and what is supposed to be my extra weekend day, I had two exams and an article due. And, you know, before I talk about anything artsy or anything that we normally talk about on this podcast, I'm just going to walk y'all through my Friday because I need someone to talk to and I'm stressed and here we are. Okay, so... On Friday, I basically should have been doing homework the whole day. I don't remember what it is that I was doing, but it was most definitely not homework. I think I kind of just shut off for a while, and again, I really don't have a lot of time to myself, so I spent most of the day watching Netflix, I think. I was probably watching Vampire Diaries all day, which if you haven't watched it, It's so good if you have, I basically know what happens in future seasons, and I'm on season six right now, so tell me whatever you want, because TikTok and my little sister already spoiled it all for me, so there's no point anymore, but I'm just, I'm here for the ride. So I spent most of my day doing that. Um, Fun thing about all of my homework and majors is I'm very, very behind on reading right now. I've been turning in work and working, getting good grades, but I-, I need to catch up on the reading for my own sake because, you know, I am a senior and I'm heading out into the working world in, I think, something like seven or eight months now, which is crazy. But I really do need that time to get my information down, get everything that I need to know from the classes that I'm taking engraved into my brain because. There, it's probably going to come in handy at this point. I'm not taking gen eds anymore. I'm taking stuff that relates to my major and my career, and it's just important to do that reading. Um, so I was attempting to somehow catch up on that while watching Netflix, because I did have a seventy question quiz due on Friday night, which yeah, I guess it went fine, but it was just it was it was a lot. And then I'm taking this online class. And I took it, and it's my last English credit, and I, obviously, none of my English classes are going to be in person this semester because of COVID. One of my teachers immediately said that we would be online because she has pre-existing conditions and she doesn't want to be in the classroom. And I've had her before, so that's not the class I was worried about. I was worried about my online class, and it's, it's about film musicals. And I love film musicals, as you guys know. I was in stage crew in high school, I played the violin, and I love movies. So I love musicals, I'm a big fan. And of course the title of the class is American Film Musicals, and I am sitting here and I'm thinking, oh cool, I'm gonna get to watch West Side Story and Grease, and probably everything that comes before that, like Wizard of Oz, Sound of Music, Which I know I do get to watch Wizard of Oz and Sound of Music, but I'm watching a lot of older musicals. There's not really anything current on the list. And by current, I do mean West Side Story in Greece. I know that's not super current, but it's just a lot more easy to follow because it's not in black and white and the audio isn't fuzzy. I have no problem with black and white. It's just when the audio is fuzzy, especially on YouTube, it's not helpful. So, I wasn't really worried about that class because all we ever do is watch movies. And we had an exam on said movies, which again, is fine. It's great. But this exam was... Oh my god. This exam was ridiculous. It was 30 multiple choice questions, which, okay. Then there was a 10-question matching section, which, alright. And then there was a three question fill in the blank, one short essay, so like a paragraph or two, and then two essays. And normally when people say essays on a exam, they mean a few paragraphs. No, this one wanted fully developed, cited with sources, the whole shebang, and just after that much, for the first exam too, it wasn't even, it's not like it's a final exam, But for the first exam, I just thought that that was a little excessive, especially for an online class. So, and I had the article due that I was supposed to write for my class, which my reporting class has a publication requirement, so we are supposed to reach out to local publications and see if they want to take our stories. For the story that I chose to write, a local publication did in fact take it and they want it published. But my issue is... Is that no one is getting back to me in terms of my sources. And if anyone out, out there listening is a journalist, I'm, I'm assuming you know the struggle. I'm hoping that this isn't just me having this issue. But my sources almost never or like just barely get back to me. Maybe a day or two before my deadline is supposed to happen. And it's so, so annoying. Like, maybe, maybe I could have reached out even sooner, but I just didn't know what the publication wanted from me, etc. At the time, when I had time before I had originally sent out emails. And I had probably sent out emails on maybe Wednesday and the article was due Friday, which I feel is a reasonable amount of time. And, of course, no one got back to me. So, I, um texted my professor. That's so weird for me to say because typically professors don't give us their phone numbers, but for whatever reason, maybe it's because of COVID, all of my professors this semester have. Anyway, I texted him and I was like, hey, I, I don't know what to do. So how, how do I get around this? And he goes, okay, submit what you have and wait for the remaining sources to call you back. And once they do finish the story and I'll hold off on grading your story until you've finished." Which, bless this man's heart, my journalism school is very, very strict. They adhere to deadlines always. There is no wiggle room unless you get fatally ill or are in a terrible accident or something. Or even then, I would assume. I don't even know what their policy is in terms of that. But I assume for those things, they'd be a little more lenient, you know? But, yeah. So, thank God for that man, because... Had he not done that, I would have actually, I I don't know what would have happened to me on Friday night. I was having a full-on mental breakdown on my floor because I was trying to finish these two exams, trying to catch up and read, and it was, it was hell. It was like somebody had taken every bad decision I'd ever made made in my life and slapped me in the face. I I felt so awful about myself, and you know that feeling when you just, I'm the type of person that needs work to keep going, like during quarantine, I took three summer classes to keep myself from going insane, and even that didn't fully occupy me, so you would think a seven, seven class load would occupy you, it does not. It does not. All your problems just sit at the forefront of your mind with those classes and you want to cry all the time because that's how I feel. Um, And I just, I just, I was not having a good time. I just felt like a failure and I thought, oh god, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna do well in these classes. I don't know if I'm ever going to get a job that I want because why would people hire me because nobody gets back to me and da, da 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 which is obviously not my fault. Like I can't control my sources and when they respond to their emails or their, their uh, voicemails, but in that moment, I felt like a failure because this has been a consistent theme in my life because I was also this week writing a story for my newspaper job and... The source that had set up an interview with me during the week missed it, missed the other three emails i had sent them, forwarded my interview request on to some colleagues, and then they missed it too. So I ended up without a third source, and the cardinal rule in journalism is always get a third source, because it just it gives depth to, to the story, and that's just how it works. I don't question it. It was, it was just awful to have to go through all of that this week. And I was so thankful because my a few of my classes got canceled this week due to things going on in my professors' lives and having other events for work. So some of our meetings got canceled in lieu of that. And I guess that was good, but it was just not enough of a break for me. And then yesterday I had a lot of fun because it was my friend's birthday. We had a good time. But I just wish I had a whole day alone. Like, no one around me not having any errands to run or anything to do, I could just sit down in front of my pool and read a book. And I actually bought the latest Twilight book, the uh, Midnight Sun book that came out a few months ago, or not a few months ago, came out at the beginning of September. It feels like it's been three months since the beginning of September. But that's been sitting on my nightstand forever because, I don't know if anyone knows this, if you're a Twihard or anything, but Midnight Sun was actually leaked, I think it was probably eight or nine years ago, at least the first ten or so chapters were leaked on the internet. And Midnight Sun is basically Twilight from Edward's perspective. It's not like the other book that she put out that I didn't even read that I don't know what it's called but she didn't switch uh, gender roles or anything like that it's just from Edward's perspective. And I've been so excited because I loved those chapters of it so I really wanted to see where this was going to go and I haven't had time to read it yet and I'm so so upset. But on the bright side I have been binging Harry Potter with my boyfriend and it's it's been fun and we've because of my bad week I was told that we could watch all the Harry Potter that I wanted. So, that's that's been very fun. I'm We are currently on Goblet of Fire. And I'm, I'm very excited to finish because Goblet of Fire is one of my favorite Harry Potter movies. My favorite of all time is Prisoner of Azkaban. And we just got done with that. So now it's getting good and it's getting dark and I'm so excited. But I just want time to read. I really wish I had the time. And... Yeah, so I'm just kind of frustrated that I haven't really had any time to myself lately and sorry for the 13-minute long rant, almost 14 minutes, because I I just needed to get that out. (laughs) I thought I would get it out because I'm going crazy, you guys. But hey, I'm here talking to you and I guess that's all that matters because I really, really do enjoy doing this podcast and... Talking to you guys is my form of therapy. I'm not even going to lie to you because I'm the type of person that talks a lot and doesn't really always give people time to talk and respond to me. And I don't know, this is just good because I'm spewing my word vomit and my feelings in front of a microphone and nobody's here to tell me to shut up and if you want to shut me up, you know, just turn the podcast off. But that's up to you. I really hope you don't shut me up. But if you do, I get it. Anyway, so on to more artsy topics, or I guess I can segue in with my own personal crap. Because of everything that's been going on lately, I have felt very, very anxious. Like I mentioned, my uh, my little mental breakdown it got to the point where I was waking up in the middle of the night because I just kept thinking I was forgetting things and I just, I haven't felt well rested in a long time. And I know that's probably bad for my health and I'm counting down the the days to Thanksgiving, but oh well. Um, But yeah, I've been feeling really, really anxious and just not like myself, and I just get very sad very quickly, because I'm, I'm personally, I just need some time to process, like I said, and I'm not getting that, and that it affects all areas of your life when you're anxious in that way. You could very well, like, start pushing people in your life away, or start doing worse in school, or just, like I said, your sleep schedule gets affected, and it's just... A whole thing where it's not healthy for you. And I know that there are medical studies that say a certain amount of anxiety is helpful. I know that that's a fact, but there's a difference between anxiety about being a little nervous about something and then you go, you get it over with and it's done. And there's a difference between that and persistent anxiety. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is performance anxiety. If you're a musician, if you're an artist of any kind personally is really really hard like I mentioned in the last episode that I play the violin and that I was in my school orchestra for nine years almost a whole decade of my life was dedicated to the violin and it was probably the best part of my high school experience I did not have a particularly wonderful high school experience I actually hated high school You know that thing where on graduation day and you throw your hats and you hug everyone and you cry because you're so sad to leave? I did not cry. I did not hug a single human being. The moment we threw our hats, I simply put mine down and walked right out of the gym. I found my one friend who I've known for 10 years at the time. It's now probably been... 11 or 12 but um no 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 sorry now it's been 10 years but at the time i'd probably known him for a few anyway irrelevant but i found him gave him a big hug and walked right out i didn't care because i knew i was gonna see him soon but that's the thing high school was just irrelevant to me other than orchestra because I truly, during my orchestra years, had the very best teacher that I could have ever imagined having. And she just opened my eyes to what music could be and what it could do for me, just emotionally. It made me feel better throughout my crappy high school days. It was, my orchestra period was in smack dab in the middle of my day, and it just having that period to decompress and be with her and she was always so happy and bubbly just made the rest of my day so bearable and I I don't know what I would have done without her because I by the time I was in ninth grade so my freshman year I started playing violin in the fourth grade by the time I had gotten to ninth grade I had a lot of resentment towards music, not because of the instrument, but because of the teacher I had. And that's because she kind of, she got a little upset if we would, if we didn't practice. I mean, obviously she should be upset if we don't practice, but she would just reprimand us during playing tests. And she just made me really nervous to play my instrument. I didn't like the music we were playing. She never challenged me. So I just had a lot of anxiety about going into orchestra. And that one teacher changed all of it for me. And it was just the best experience. And I will be honest, I did have my anxieties when we would go and perform in concert. And I'm going to tell you a few embarrassing stories. I'm a big klutz. I fall all the time. And I fell and broke my violin right before a big concert and I cried a little bit because and I was a senior at the time and it was just because I was so embarrassed because the entire orchestra had seen me fall and my violin split in two we had to delay the performance by like 10 minutes so I can get a new violin and she came or she ran back to the orchestra room and she came and brought me her violin and she saw me like a little choked up and she said look at me and I looked at her and I was just not doing well and she said look at me I wrote you a recommendation letter for college, which she did, bless her heart. And um, she said, I wrote you that recommendation letter and I'm not supposed to tell you this, but do you know what I said in that letter? And I just kind of looked at her and she goes, I said that you were like one of the most wonderful, kind hearted people that I've ever met and that we are so lucky to have you in this orchestra. So don't you dare think anyone here is laughing at you. Don't you dare think anyone here wants to see you fail because they do not and it's things like that that when I was scared to get up in front of an audience and a lot of it is because I am clumsy and I know that I probably could trip and fall in front of other people it's not necessarily messing up especially when you're in a uh, 150 person orchestra a lot of people won't hear it but um the thing is is It was just things like that i was afraid of people looking at me and seeing me fall and judging me and doing things like that and she very much so would always calm me down because she reminded me that i was in a safe place and i think that that's something super important especially as a musician to realize if you get nervous i didn't personally have a lot of solos in our orchestra but those of you who do have solos or those of you who get up and perform concerts with your friends at battle of the bands or something or you're like a solo guitarist or a singer or whatever you are and you have a solo coming up just remember your safe place and your safe place could be a person it could be an actual place that you go to with your friends or your family or that you just go to alone to relax it for for a lot of you it could honestly be your mother's kitchen like just the smell of the food your mom cooks or your grandma or whoever in your family can cook that you feel comforted by. It could be something as simple as that. For me, it's often my mom's kitchen or a um, a book aisle at Barnes & Noble is my safe place. And that's where I go when I'm feeling uncomfortable because those are the places I feel most comfortable. And That's just, it's something you need to carry with you. You know, all that crap about picture the audience in their underwear. That does not work. That does not, because they're still staring at you. It doesn't make you laugh. People in their underwear does not make me laugh. I don't know if it makes you laugh, but if it does, I, I guess continue to visualize that. But in all honesty, it does not help. So I think that's bullshit. And just go to your safe place or... If you do have an instructor that you're performing with and they make you feel safe, absolutely look to that instructor for guidance. Talk to them before the performance. Call your mom before a performance. Nobody hypes you up like your mom. But um, you know, just always make sure you're in a situation where you feel safe. The same goes for writers and designers, artists. Sorry, I don't ever know what to call people who draw, I just call you artists. But, um, cartoonists, I'm sorry, I'm really not cultured on the subject because I can't draw like you people. I really wish I could, but I'm not cultured on your subject. I'm really, really sorry. Um, But no, for those of you who participate in showcases and display your art or display your films or you get published in a literary magazine and you're too nervous to do it, let's say you're too nervous to submit your painting, you're too nervous to submit your story, whatever it is because you're afraid that the person reading it won't like it and won't like it as much and feel that it's as detailed as it needs to be or that you're not as good as the other people submitting do it anyway i regret this immensely but i was in the creative writing track when i started here at asu because Our English major is divvied up into three tracks. It's literature and creative writing fiction and poetry. And I was on the fiction track. And in order to get into the upper division level fiction class, you had to submit a portfolio. And Out of the 200 people that would apply, only 15 would get selected. And those 15, the class was only taught once a year in the spring. So that meant that I would have to have gotten in by the beginning of my senior year or I would have to switch my concentration to literature because it's all the same classes just minus the workshops and I didn't want to do that. I really wanted um, to take more fiction courses and take more workshops because at the end of the day writing is what I really love to do. I do love reading and I do love learning about literature, I really do think that there's value in that, but I really love writing so much more, and I applied, and I got waitlisted, so I didn't get fully rejected, and I do know some people that did get rejected, I got waitlisted, and I talked to the head of the program, and he said that most people do end up taking their position. It's very rare that somebody does not. So there was not very much chance of me getting off the wait list. And I tried about three times. So I tried my first semester sophomore year, my second semester sophomore year, and then my first semester um, junior year to do this. And... I don't know if those are the correct semesters but like I, I did try three times and finally I decided it's not worth it I am going to switch to the fiction track because or not the, not the fiction track I was already on the fiction track I, was, I am going to switch to the literature track is what I meant and ultimately it's been very good for me there's not really much difference and I'm still getting to write all the time especially with my film degree I do take writing workshops and That's been a lot of fun because I've learned a lot about character development but I could have tried again this semester and then just stayed an extra semester to do my capstone if I got in but I didn't want to do that. I just I felt I felt very discouraged honestly. I very well could have done that. To be honest I should have done that especially if it's something that I want but I didn't do it because I just felt very uncomfortable with putting myself out there in that way because I figured, wow, they rejected me three times or waitlisted me three times and they're probably going to do it again. And that was my anxiety talking because I I didn't know. And even if they did, so what? Because at the end of the day, it's feedback. At the end of the day, there is probably things that I could improve on in my writing and just in the way I deliver. I don't even know if it was my portfolio. Could have been my uh, personal statement that I submitted with it. I don't know what it was whatever it was there was probably something to be improved there and that's the thing is I know submitting your work is super scary but you have to look at it like am I submitting it for the popularity aspect to be recognized yes but I'm also submitting it so that I can get critiqued by other people because if you think about it even if you were to get published or your art hangs in a gallery there are still gonna be people that are critiquing it negatively. And you're not gonna like that either. It's gonna make you feel like shit, but at least that's helping you. At least, that's how I kind of look at creative anxiety because with art, yes, it's offensive when somebody doesn't like your art, but at least they're telling you what you could improve on. It just comes down to whose opinion matters to you and what feedback you're gonna take. Because you don't have to take every piece of feedback that people offer you either. Like I've been in writing workshops and people have suggested that I do things with my characters that I haven't taken because I just don't think that that's what the best thing is for my story. Or somebody could, I don't know how you would do that with art, I don't know, improve on your brushstroke, improve on your on your shading. I know are all things that you guys can do, but you may not think that for that particular um, piece that it's... That it, works well or even if you write music people don't like the lyrics if you like the lyrics if you think they're good take suggestions and criticism into consideration but don't let it take over your life either because we don't create for other people we create for ourselves and we create for the people who are excited for us who support us and not every single person is going to be that person for you and that's okay. And it, t- it took me a really long time to realize that. I You guys know I wrote fan fiction for the longest time and I did get some negative reviews. A lot of it was due to some factual errors because I was 14 and didn't bother to look up a lot of things. But a lot of negative reviews do come through when you're putting your work out into the world regardless of the field that it's in. And that's okay because as long as you like what you're making and... If you happen to reach a small public of people that thinks what you're doing is great, then awesome. That's, that's amazing for you because not everybody has that. Not everyone even has the courage to submit. And I think that it's awesome when people are able to take a deep breath and say, okay, this may not be my big break, but it's still something I want to do. And you submit your project anyway. And I know that that's super difficult, but again, safe place. If you think that you can't do something, go to your safe place, go to your safe person, because odds are the safe place or person is going to tell you the one thing that you already know, and that is, yes, you can, because you can submit that piece. You can submit your work to be published. You can write a a song or compose a symphony. You can do whatever the hell you want, and all that matters is that you're having fun and you enjoy it. And in terms of actual anxiety, if you guys need help with that, I, I I don't know what to tell you because my writing is my only form of stress relief. I don't know I don't have any tips for managing anxiety outside of this other than continue to do what you're doing because most of the time being creative can take you out of any rut that you're in i i i know i've said this before but i do need to be more consistent about it because right now i'm dying and all i want to do is sit down and write my book and i can't do that because i have so much and so many other things to do that it's just too hard but i do need to take my own advice on that front and then guys another thing i want to mention too is don't get so down on yourself if somebody says that your work isn't great fuck them like it's if you think your work is great if you're proud of it that's all that matters again do not ever get down on yourself because the bottom line is is it's your art it's your work you're doing something it does something for you you know what i mean you're not i said it before you're not doing it for other people so just please don't get down on yourself because your painting doesn't look as good as the next guy's or your editing work was choppy in your short film or I don't know, somebody else in your workshop read a better poem than yours. That's always going to happen. You're always going to think that someone's better than you, and that's because they're not you. But when you're getting down on yourself, think of it this way. You always look at other people's work and say, wow, I wish I could be like that guy. Somewhere, someone is thinking, wow, I wish I could be like that person and be looking at you. So for all you know, you are somebody else's envy your work is something that somebody else wants to replicate. And even if you think it's not, chances are it is. Because it's the same thing with everyone says, oh wow, I wish I looked like this person, or I wish like my hair was like this, or my butt was like this. Everyone has those insecurities. So it's also the same thing when it comes to your work. There's always gonna be someone wishing they were you, even if you don't think so. So I want you guys to carry that with you Not just today on your drive to work or in your class or on your way to class, whatever. I want you to carry that with you at least for the rest of this week because it's just going to make your outlook on life a lot better. And do me a favor and repeat the words, you are enough, to yourself over and over again while you drink your morning coffee because I guarantee you it will make you feel that much better. You are going to have... 10 times happier of a day, if you just put a smile on your face for 10 minutes, blast your music in the morning, get creative, blast music that makes you want to get creative, I don't know, dance around your kitchen in your underwear, do something that makes you happy to relieve the anxiety that you feel about whatever it is you're working on. Because even though I don't always believe this, it is true, it's going to pass, you're going to be fine, and your work is amazing. And I promise you I'm not lying. Even if I haven't seen your work, I believe in you. You are amazing. But that is all I have on that front, you guys. I may or may not be having some more guests soon. I have a few friends who are wanting to come on the podcast. I just have to work that out with them and see when they're available and what we want to talk about and stuff like that. I do have a really good friend who... I may bring her on as co-host because she's hilarious, but I would really love to see how she does as a guest first. I'm not going to reveal her name, but if she comes on the pod and we vibe, she will officially be the second voice that you hear in your earphones every morning because, I don't know, she and I have a lot of fun together. And for two people who are always exhausted, I feel like if she were to come on this podcast with me regularly, it would just be massive um crackhead energy but I think I'm so excited for her to come on the podcast but also one of my one of my uh former roommates is coming on the podcast soon too and she is the one that got me into all the um Marvel stuff so and we scream at each other on a normal basis too about Marvel and everything so when she comes on the podcast please um don't listen to it on full volume that's all i have to tell you about that (laughs) but um okay happy sunday night and happy monday if you're listening to this tomorrow but i love you guys have a great rest of your week i will probably most likely have an episode out to y'all by thursday or friday and just remember to follow the podcast on socials on instagram i am at sabrina canoon so s-a-b-r-i-n-a k-e-n-o-u-n and then follow the podcast on instagram for sure at the caffeinated Artists podcast and follow me on twitter at the sabrina kino so at the end it's k-e-n-o And again, I just want to tell you guys to have a happy rest of your Sunday night and a great rest of your Monday if that's when you're listening to this. But that's all I have for you. Remember to stay caffeinated and stay hydrated. But I love you guys and peace out. See you next time.
0: Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus.